Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh my God, there's going to be so <laughs> many. Are they euphemisms? Is that what they're called? Innuendos. There we go. What the hell is a euphemism? I don't even know. Let's, let's get going. <laughs> How goes it? It goes well. Apparently, how goes it is just like my take. That is that is how you enter a room. I I'm okay with that. You know, stick to what you know. Stick with what you're good with. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to Taboos. Welcome. A podcast where we talk about topics society would rather we don't. AKA taboo culture. Yeah, we're here to give the big middle finger to not talking about them. True. I'm Celeste. I'm Allie. And we today are talking about something that personally have had a little animosity with in conducting myself to get to this point where we can have this conversation, but I'm really excited about it. Allie, do you want to guess what uh, what we're talking about today? Do you want to just guess? Just stab in the dark. Just just stab. Stabby McStabberson. The evil beans that are geese no we could do a geese episode but that was (laughs) well that was a poor stab i really thought i just anyway all right you did you did good round of applause to Allie. i tried today we are gonna talk about porn versus reality i love this plan i'm really excited about it your face betrays you (laughs) i know my face is doing some weird things i literally can feel it i can feel all the emotion on my face but before we get into this episode which is going to be porn versus reality which just hang tight we're not gonna like talk about pornos in detail like we're that's really not what this is just bear with us okay but before we get into this topic i have a disclaimer on this episode specifically when we reference pornography we are specifically and only referring to sexually explicit movies photographs and content made by or between two or more consenting adults that are of legal age any or all other forms of pornography are not supported or approved by myself or ally we do not in any way condone pornography that relates to children animals or unwilling participants men or women dude yeah fuck all that fuck all that we are literally here today to simply talk about porn okay that as adults it happens right porn happens also to clarify this is not a kink shaming no 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 not even close not even close really what this is what we want this conversation to be is quite literally porn versus reality yep like that's it that's all that's it because there are so many misconceptions through porn that in in the research that i did is really interesting in the way that those can lead to other things that's what i want to talk about along with some just like quirky nuancey things that just don't make sense when you are really doing the no pants dance in real life like oh they just God. don't work out that way the no pants dance about chicken went well yes i am super excited for this <laughs> not gonna lie I'm, i am too i'm really intrigued by everything you've discovered thank you thank you so let's dive face first into some history so Ooh, let's get busy <laughs> yes 
about chicka wow wow. Let's talk some history, okay? I love history. I don't, but okay. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into it. We are two quick. different individuals. We really are. Yes. Yes, it's true. Okay, so pornography, according to liveabout.com, is defined as visual or published material that depicts sexual activity or nude bodies, especially in a sexualized situation. The dawn of the internet has resulted in porn becoming widely available, like obviously, right? At the tip of your finger. At your fingertips. But either or. In the motion of the ocean. Oh, we did two different ones at the same time. Yes. I love us. This is really just it's us. Really, you guys, this is unfucking edited shit right now. Uh, but the origins of the genre date back centuries. Like when you hear the numbers that I throw out according to the history, it's crazy. Okay. So sexually graphic images and art not only existed in ancient times, but a wide variety of cultures as well. So like this isn't like X, Y, and Z started this at X time. Like this was a global concept before being a globe okay. was a concept. Okay. So I found some really interesting things that I would really like to share. In 2005, a German archaeologist, I am so sorry, Harold, but I'm going to murder your last name, Staubel. Well, it works for me. I think so too. All right. He uncovered a sculpture that he declared was the quote unquote oldest representation of pornographic scene. It had originated in about 72,000 BCE. As a point of reference, the oldest interpretation of a passage in the Bible is actually from 4,000 2004 BCE. So this sculpture is from like 2,200 years before that is the Bible. Insane. Seriously, right? I thought that was like crazy. Mm-hmm. So that that Bible date range, just in case anybody's like up my ass about this, no pun intended on a porn episode. Archbishop James Usher is actually who placed the Bible at 4,004 BCE. He was like one of the first people to identify like when the Bible was made or or produced or mass sold i'm not really sure <laughs> they're just fucking you know james usher archbishop shout out tablets real Thirty thousand billion copies <laughs> this is now a number mass production of the bible real so that's kind of where this story starts is 72,000 bce let's do a little fast forwarding because that's a hot minute ago yeah in 950 ad chandra wow Mm-hmm. All right. Began construction of the first 85 temples at, I'm so sorry, I'm going to do it again. I'm bad. I'm bad with the word sometimes. That, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're here. We're here. <laughs> I don't even know. Kaharajaro. Yes. Mm-hmm. Accurate. In Madaha, Paradesh, India. Okay. So somewhere in India, I'm so sorry if I said these words wrong. I really didn't mean to. I really tried my best. But I think they'll forgive us. Somewhere in India, okay, these 85 temples were being constructed, deconstructed, reconfigured. I'm not really sure. Architecture is, is a weird, weird art form sometimes. Um, but these temples were known to be extremely intricate and often sexually explicit, including sculptures that covered the outer walls. These sculptures later led Western scholars to the erroneous conclusion 
conclusion that Hinduism was a sexually uninhibited religion. Huh, interesting. I thought so too, which is so, so fascinating to me, especially in, in looking at Hinduism today, how all of their culture is so beautiful and so eccentric and right. Like I think about Shiva and I think about all of her beautiful goodness and all of the things that are aligned with Hinduism. And I'm like, I understand how that could be interpreted as sexual, but like, that's not the intention of it. Mm-hmm. Like I already know that in looking at it, that's not the intention, but I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah, definitely. So let's fast forward again. Okay. In 1557, the Catholic Church bans graphic books, sexually graphic books. This included 550 titles, most of which were more based around theology, right? Like okay. the concept of multiple gods. Yep. So Christianity, one God, one thing. Which Interesting you know, that it was still okay for our father to sleep with his daughters to repopulate the earth, though. Not a type of pornography we approve of. No. Okay. But they got rid of these books that the, the main thing in common that these books had was that they were a theological perspective but a lot of them also had themes of sexually explicit content which was how they deemed like this is not appropriate to have what i thought was weird about that was like did they get rid of them because of this quote-unquote sexual content or did they get rid of them because it was a theological belief yeah i'm gonna go with they didn't want the competition i think that too but also that's because we're not religious people so i don't know yeah so fast forward again make the fast forward noise i cannot make that noise Oh, you did good. In 1748, there was a memoir that was released. It was called Memoirs of a Woman's Pleasure, uh, written by John Cleland. Actually, that's a lie. I don't know that John Cleland wrote it. When I was doing the research, it just said he distributed it, which then makes me think that he wrote it, because otherwise, why would he have his hands on it? I also just need to call out that if a man wrote the memoirs (laughs) of a a woman's pleasure... In 1748. Okay. But let's be real. In 1748, women couldn't read or write I agree. like it would have it would have been highly unusual yeah. for a woman to read or write i'm not saying it didn't happen but like that was definitely a societal no no yep Okay. I agree with you, though, on the aspect of hardly believe he knew much about a woman's pleasures. But this was a sexually explicit novel, which was later published as The Life and Adventures of Miss Fanny Hill. Uh, British authorities pirated and redistributed the book at some point, and then it was banned in Britain and the U.S. until 1960. Wow. I know. So this again, let's say this again. 1748, couple years, it's in the it's in the works, it's making its rounds, it's getting to the British authorities and they're doing whatever they're doing with it. And then it gets banned until 1960. 1960 was not even that long ago. That is bonkers. I know, I thought so. So we're gonna fast forward through all kinds of other shit, but because we're in the 19th, like a lot of other things happened in this time frame. Okay. Yeah. It just was too much to talk about. It uh, just yeah. it was just so much. So the other thing that I found really interesting actually. Actually, this is where it really started, where porn really started. That's that's what this was leading up to. In 1969, shout out to 69, Denmark legalizes pornography. And really, the rest is history. I didn't even know this was a thing that needed to be legalized. That literally didn't even cross my mind, so. Yeah, real. Like you said, like, why would it need to be legalized but then I also think about how there's loose interpretations of, of it and also like it's just there's a lot of religious aspects, especially in that time frame. Yeah. That could have deterred porn from being okay. Plus, it's like just a really weird concept, right? Like conceptually, go there with me for one second. Okay. Right, wrong, or indifferent, no matter your personal preference, just think about the idea of porn. Yep. Isn't it a weird idea to watch other people have sex? Oh, yeah. 
Like that's that's a strange concept. Like mm-hmm. that's not something that I would just be like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense to me because it just doesn't. Yeah, I could imagine the first people being like, you want to watch uh, this video of my wife and I and the person they they're like, uh, like, what doing what? Yeah, and I'm not I'm not shaming anything. I'm just saying like conceptually, purely conceptually. It's just a weird idea. Yeah, I agree. So I think maybe part of it, and then again, like I go back to the religious shit and people being controlling and weird and whatever, but cheers to Denmark. Woo woo, go Denmark. Cheers to 1969. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Like I said, I just wanted to share that. I think the other thing that I really wanted to talk about on a research side of it before we get into the reality side of it, because that's really where this conversation is going, are actually some damaging effects of pornography, Yep. which premise of what we're talking about today, right? So all of the facts that I found all came from psychologytoday.com. So the next segment of information that I give you is all referenced from there. I will give specific references to um, different research documents and different authors that I found, but all of this information specifically is on psychologytoday.com. So there were four studies, four different studies that provided really useful information about how porn affects relationships and investigating the role of porn in sexual satisfaction, loneliness, and divorce. So those are the four like pillars, uh, sexual satisfaction, loneliness, divorce, and how porn affects relationships as a whole. Okay. Okay. So the first one that I want to talk about is sexual satisfaction. Is sexual satisfaction. Okay. Per a study done in 2018 by Wright, Bridges, Sun, Azell, and Johnson, they took 1,500 young adults and developed a more refined understanding of porn use correlated with sexual satisfaction. So overall, they found that the more frequent views equated to less satisfaction sexually in real life experiences. That makes sense. And yet so interesting to me because let's just stop. Let's just stop on that one point and let's kind of talk about the reality side of it. Okay. So the reality side of it is what to you? The more you watch porn, the less satisfied you are in real life sexual experiences. Yeah. It creates this false narrative of what a sexual experience is going to be like. I think that's fair, but let's just expand on that a little bit. Like, do you mean like I shouldn't assume that every time a pizza delivery guy shows up that he's like trying to fuck? Like like what? Like what? What is that line drawn? of like I no longer expect this or I do expect this but I don't receive it in reality yes all of it (laughs) so yes please don't make advances at your local pizza delivery guy but also there's so many things within porn that are so fabricated for instance women orgasming even from vaginal intercourse is so blown out of proportion it's a very low number of women that actually orgasm in that manner let alone i'm going to stop you because that's a a different point at a later time oh beautiful so find a new point um It's exhausting. It is exhausting, <laughs> right? And like muscle cramps and shit. Like and makeup does not stay perfect. No, thank you it very doesn't. much. It doesn't. And also like it's hot sometimes. Like it like and sometimes you just don't like you just get tired. Yep. Like it's just it, and not that you're not enjoying yourself. Like sometimes it's just like can we just take a can we just take a water break? Yeah. Like also, just for just a minute. Regardless of what Ben Shapiro may think, things are supposed to be wet. Real, real. And you're probably not supposed to have an erection for hours oh my God. at a time. Like however long that that video is, like you should not have an erection that long. I'm pretty sure there's medical disclaimers on that. 
I really do feel like seek medical attention is probably part of their contract that they sign. Like, it's just not realistic, right? But then you you go into this realistic experience, especially when you're developing and exploring your sexuality and trying to understand, which is another point I'm getting out of myself, but you're trying to understand what you're interested in what you're and what you want, right? But you're watching this video that is a very unrealistic, basically like how-to. Although you get personal enjoyment from the video, which none of us are going to deny. I'm not denying. You're not denying. Nope. But at the same time, if I were watching that to learn something, I'm setting my setup for failure. Yeah. For people who are new to their sexuality, and I don't even mean like in, no matter what you identify as, just as you're exploring your sexuality, which is a very normal human thing to do, Mm -hmm. referencing porn on how to do that and how to be successful and how to give your partner pleasure or experience pleasure yourself. Like porn's just not a good place to go. Yeah. And yet it's the only place I can think Mm -hmm. of to go. I mean, there are probably sex therapists and stuff online or there's probably, there's probably other things online to look at, but it's less easily accessible unless obviously well known. I have no idea. So I, I don't either and also it's probably more expensive yeah a lot of porn is free Mm -hmm. so let's pretend for just a second like go back to i'm not sure when you started exploring your sexuality but let's go back to 17 year old Allie is curious or or 17 year old celeste is curious like in my 17 year old mind i don't know where to go Mm -hmm. except like porn Mm -hmm. like that's it that's all i've got that's my only point of reference well yeah think about not sports illustrated um playboy i mean even sports illustrated but yeah playboy maxim that sort of stuff hustler hustler Mm -hmm. and all has very specific imagery too right and we're gonna talk about that that's another part of it but just i really thought that that was really interesting is that there was a direct correlation between sexual satisfaction and porn views. The next bullet point is actually going to be popular porn. So let's talk. This is what you were talking about before. I have some numbers and statistics for you because I know how much you love numbers and statistics. And I'm doing a little shoulder wiggle as I do that because I'm so excited to share them with you. So there was a research study done. It was called Consuming Ecstasy Representations of Male and Female Orgasms in Mainstream Porn. It was conducted by Sequin Rodgers and Levine in 2018 and they reviewed the 50 most popular porn videos according to Pornhub. For anybody who does not know what Pornhub is and if you're under 18 this is not us condoning you referencing Pornhub or going to Pornhub we don't condone that but anybody over 18 who is not familiar with Pornhub Pornhub is a free porn website. It is literally the hub of porn as insinuated by the name. The marketing on that was dead fucking on they really did. So in the top 50 this is what they found top 50 period 45 of those videos were heterosexual videos Hmm. the other five were showing variations of group sex these are the most popular videos in the world that's really shocking to me that lesbian videos don't get more hits i agree with that right top 50 most popular Pornhub videos in the world globally viewed because Pornhub is a multi-billion dollar website. 45 hetero and five group. I just thought that those were numbers were insane. Yeah, I agree. The actors made up of 60 women and 50 men. 18% of those women were shown having O's. Only 18% while 78% of men were shown having orgasms. Huh, interesting. See, I wonder how that's like navigated as well. What do they count as an orgasm in 
porn. Because I feel like everyone I'm seeing, the woman is having some sort of orgasm. Yes, but also I'm very curious if, again, let's talk about reality versus porn, which is not real. Are they actually orgasming or is it well, I'm really... Gonna go with no. I'm going to go with no too. So then is there is this statistic based around actual orgasms? Yeah, Or is it these manufactured fake oohs and ahs mm-hmm. that like get the rocks off and yeah. get the views up? Like, I, like, I really want to know that. Mm-hmm. I don't really... I'm not going to ask anybody that, but like I would be very curious. Excuse me. <laughs> How is this study conducted? To further expand on that, I found some more interesting shit. Also, I just... I want to be very clear. Time out. I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist. Are you a feminist? Um, I don't think so. I mean... I feel like you are. Uh, Feminists, literally, the definition of feminism is just, I believe in equality for all. I support equal rights. You're a feminist. Okay. All right. So... All- <laughs> We are feminists. I'm speaking for Allie and I in this moment. And yet we still acknowledge porn is real. Mm -hmm. And I don't hate porn. I'm not anti-porn. There are things that I wish were different. And there are different perceptions and things that I, I would like to see in porn. Okay. Equal rights, equal treatment, equal pay. But what made me upset, what made my little feminist heart really upset, actually, was let's go back to those 18% of women who orgasmed. For women orgasms in those top 50 videos, 45% were induced by vaginal intercourse, period. Okay. Okay. 35 were induced by anal penetration. And there was literally no percentage. It just said, and other means less frequently, which I thought was so misconstrued. So literally the number one way, according to porn, that women orgasm is vaginally, the number two way is anally, and the number three is less frequent and it's quote unquote by other means. I literally had nothing to say because my brain just stopped working because that is the dumbest thing I fucking heard. I completely agree. And as a woman who has had sex in her life, I just... You guys have all heard tiny, so you know I'm not lying about that. I'm just saying that's not real. Mm -hmm. It's just not. And I don't understand. That's why my feminist brain is really upset about it. Because if you're seriously going to be portraying women in this false narrative of if you do this and this or this or this, like it's going to do it. That's not how my body works. It must be. Is it safe to say then that porn is made for men, not women? In, In my research here... That is what I found. That brings up a whole other bucket full of sexuality. Which we will likely get into in this episode. So we're not even telling you to stay tuned. We're not. Okay, I was totally prepared. I'm not sure where this conversation is going at this point, other than my next bullet point. So who knows? Stick around. I'm ready. Here we go. The next bullet point is for loneliness, okay? There was a direct correlation specifically with porn and loneliness in the research study called In Pornography Use and Loneliness, a Bidirectional Recursive Model and Plot Investigation. That is really a very catchy title. Bravo. Written by Butter, Pereira, Drap, and Leonhardt and Skinner. Butter and Skinner. All right. Yeah, Yeah, all the people. I'm so sorry. Uh, In 2018, they surveyed 1,247 participants in English-speaking countries around the world. Okay. Okay, so it wasn't just the United States, but if you spoke English... You were in. You were in. Okay. Okay. All over. Overall, they found that porn use was significantly associated with loneliness and vice versa, which when I was reading that, I found that that was very weird that they specified that because obviously if porn is linked to loneliness, you'd think that that's a mutual 
thing. And truly, they found that it is. But let me give you the numbers to make it make sense. Okay, okay I'm ready. So for each quote unquote unit of porn use, loneliness increased by a factor of 0. 0.20. Hmm. So if you watched porn right now as a single, we're going to get into a little bit more detail about this, but like you're just a person. Mm hmm. Okay, you're not in a married relationship. You're just you're just you. You're yeah. just literally Allie floating in the universe, okay? Please. And you watch porn. Your loneliness meter goes up 0.2%. Is it cuz you're jealous of that companionship, I wonder? I am not sure. Because on the flip side, for each unit of loneliness, and when I say unit, I'm putting them in parentheses because I don't know how to measure loneliness or porn use. Like I, I that this isn't my study. But for each unit of loneliness, porn use increased by a factor of 0.16%. Hmm. So it was specifically scientifically driven that if you are lonely you are more likely to use porn and if you are using porn you are more likely to be lonely yeah it was a self-feeding cycle it is which i thought was fascinating Mm -hmm. like i really did because when i i'm not even gonna go there i just thought it was fascinating yeah i agreed i really did so this study also found that porn use is greater in men who are not in relationships the authors discussed that porn use is directly associated with relationship distress disrupted attachment and strain on pair bonding. A direct quote from this study is harm to relationships is due to porn sexual script consisting of eroticism, objectification, promiscuity, and misogyny, which is on its face antithetical to secure attachment. I mean, I think that's fair if you replace porn with actual compassion. Yeah. Passion and like a real bond between people. Interaction was what yeah. I was looking for. Socialization. Then it's it's not going to do you any favors. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And also there's just so much let's i mean because we're talking about loneliness and in this correlation with porn there's so much connection that goes into a consensual sexual experience there's so much like person to person connection Mm -hmm. and in porn that's all manufactured yeah like even though these actors might like like each other and have worked together before and had a positive experience that doesn't mean that they care about each other that doesn't mean that they're sharing this intimate moment with each other it's a job it's a job right like for the most part i mean they're still obviously like amateur and enjoying themselves Mm -hmm. in theory right like i don't know how stressful it is to be a a porn star but i mean maybe it is really stressful but it's not a genuine experience with somebody yeah and i actually would almost question and i did not have the ability to do the research on this because honestly the thought didn't occur to me until we're having this conversation but i would be very curious about the relationship capabilities that porn stars have and also like their actual relationships like does the loneliness meter of a porn star go up exponentially because they're not having real connections I've seen some interviews with porn stars where if they're in a relationship, it is a relationship that has set up expectations prior with a very specific individual that can honestly let that kind of work go because mm-hmm. to be fair, a lot of us wouldn't be able to move past it out of jealousy not only that but like i not only the jealousy of knowing that it's happening but then millions of people have the access to watch it millions of people have the access to watch my significant other with fucking someone else Mm -hmm. that really that would eat me alive it would yeah okay so thank you for exploring that route with me because i honestly like i said i didn't do any research in that just that thought just occurred to me the fourth study was done on divorce and i was looking at the divorce research and there were some articles referenced but honestly i was in a hurry 
and I didn't have the time. But as I was looking at the divorce information, it all went back to this loneliness button, Mm -hmm. this loneliness aspect. Specifically in that article, what those researchers said about the fact that porn is built on a sexual script consisting of eroticism, objectification, promiscuity, and misogyny. Like if you build your relationship on those foundations, you're gonna, that's a one-way ticket to divorceville. Yeah, for the most part. I think it should be. I mean, unless you have an open relationship, obviously. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about you as my husband treat me this way because this is how you think women want to be treated. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's wrong. How did I completely hear your statement? I have no idea. As I'm looking at you and I'm like, why did you miss that mark (laughs) so badly? I I don't know. Everything you just said. I just, I'm beside myself right now. But I really thought that that was, I thought that that was interesting that there is a direct correlation between porn use and divorce. And again, I don't have those statistics and I I wish that I did. Today was just a day. I completely understand. Yes. But what I wanted to lead that point into was less of porn use and more of just the expectation or your understanding of an intimate relationship if you're learning from porn. Mm-hmm. right? And there's just so many things that I have thoughts about. So I'm just organizing my thoughts. But I think one of the biggest things that I see a direct disconnect with in my experiences and in your experiences, just again, real people having real intimate moments, porn really fucks it up mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. Like we talked about, like we just hit on briefly, like muscle cramps and it gets hot and like, it's really also disgusting mm-hmm. sometimes. Like it's just, it's just not. Yep. There's a lot of bodily fluids and so many. And just like also trying to navigate somebody else's body and trying to have somebody navigate your body is just really complicated. And I think that this is also a direct correlation to the divorce thing, or this is a conversation that I've had with my significant other. Let me share with you this conversation because I think that this is where the divorce thing kind of plays in, okay? Okay. So something that we were talking about as I was mentally preparing for this episode and, and trying to get myself there and things that I knew I wanted to talk about were what if it's bad? Like what if you have a partner who is bad at something okay Mm -hmm. anything but just for example let's let's use blowjobs are bad okay and your partner learned how to give a blowjob from watching porn yep all right we're good here okay let's go back to porn is a terrible teacher yep terrible teacher how do you let me back up would you tell your partner they were doing something wrong absolutely i would too Mm -hmm. Okay. My partner, however, took the position that he would not tell that person. He would not tell that person. In fact, when further pressed about this topic, honey, I love you. Thank you for letting me share this story. When further pressed about this topic, he was telling me that at one point he was dating this girl and they really had only ever engaged in foreplay and she gave the worst blowjobs, like the worst. He accepted four blowjobs from this woman and then ghosted her. And the (laughs) only reason he did was because she was bad at giving head mm-hmm. and I'm like why didn't you tell her why didn't you have a conversation with her and he was like I don't know that would be offensive and I'm like it's offensive that you ghosted her because she was bad at it like how oh, is she gonna learn I know that's my thought like porn's but, not helping this porn's not helping this but that could be said I'm using his example because our answer is very straightforward and like yes I would tell somebody mm-hmm. but let's kind of just stay in this vein for just a second so his position is that it's offensive and how would you broach that with her like how would you I don't know her name I don't he told me I don't remember so let's just name her Betty let's name her Blue why 
why is she blue? <laughs> because I don't want to use a real name. I don't okay. want to re- I don't want to use a real name because I don't want to offend anybody. If sorry, if your name is if your name is Blue and you are listening to this. You're a good boy, Blue. Or girl. It's from old school. You're from old school. All right. Okay. So Blue, Blue has now been dumped. Or not yet. Let's back up. Blue has not been dumped yet. Okay. How would you tell Blue she needed to work on her blowjob skills? You're you're the man here. Oh, this is an interesting role reversal. I know. Uh, In the act. Well, gently guiding. So you would say while she was doing this. Yes. You would say blue. I would prefer you to do this. I would probably more manipulate physically while saying something felt better. Yes. And I agree with that. I do. That's the position that I would take too. But I also understand his position of not wanting to hurt my feelings. But wouldn't it hurt more to find out however many years down the road that you're not actually pleasing your partner? And that's what I think, which is where I come from in this divorce concept of not where I come from, but where this divorce concept comes from is, is the primary source of divorces that are directly related to sexual dissatisfaction because partner A did not feel comfortable telling partner B, you are so bad at blowjobs or anything, like anything. I'm just, I'm in that mind space now. I mean, there definitely, definitely could be. I mean, sometimes there's just not sexual compatibility, but you also need to speak up when something's not working and see if it can be fixed. I agree with that. I do. And also like exploring things together, finding things that you both like. And that comes from being able to have those open conversations and saying, I really like this. What are your thoughts? And even if my partner were to say, you know, I'm not really about that. Like to have a partner that says, I'm not really about that, but I would try it for you. Mm -hmm. Just like if my partner said something that I wasn't really about to say, well, I would try that for you. Agreed. Right. And it's an exploration together. So not only are you as an individual exploring your sexuality but also it's really important that as a couple you explore sexuality together agreed i feel like that's really overlooked in this statistically proven divorce piece that is directly correlated to Mm -hmm. porn because in porn they're not having that conversation of i prefer when you do this or that really hurts me when you do that or that just doesn't do it for me in porn everything feels good everything works and it works like very quickly Mm -hmm. and it works for hours and hours and hours and hours Yep. And I just don't understand. Nope, neither do I. And it's just not real. Mm-hmm. So something else that I want to talk about that's not real, and this just bothers me. This this one is so petty. It really is. It just bothers me. Dismounting. Dismounting in porn is always graceful and beautiful. <laughs> And there's no mess. And it's just, it's just like, oh, that was so fun. But dismounting in real life is fucking awful. I'm literally, I was like, what? You need a plan. Yep. You need an exit strategy we for that shit. We need to roll this way. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 you're slip. Oh, please you're wet. Just, move no, your leg. Now the sheets oh. are ruined. Yep. Now we have to wash everything. There's such an inaccurate depiction of how two bodies that have now created all kinds of fluid that were glued together become unglued. I think it bugs me in general that porn is graceful quote unquote it is it's okay to that point let's just again very objectively say like ignoring all of the misogyny and all the just weird and gross and all the things about porn you're right they are so graceful in a sense in a very weird weird twisted sense it's like an art form it is actually it's a form of art it's entertainment it's actors it's it's an art form we can call it that i'm not ashamed of that i don't know if i personally align with that but i recognize it as that Mm -hmm. okay but you're right it is so graceful and it is so clean 
There's also no weird noises except <gasps> for ball slapping and moans. And like intentional choking or gagging yeah. or, or whatever. But Oh like, my God, deep throat gags. Ugh, please stop. It happens sometimes, but not every single time. Ladies, stop it. I have such a bad face at you right now. Why? Because I'm personally offended by what you just said. Okay, well, <laughs> you can delete that part. <laughs> No, I'm not going to because you're entitled to have your opinion. And I'm talking about this noise. <laughs> okay, so now that I have an understanding of your version of deep throat noise, I'm less offended because your noise was fucking terrible. You are you are right. No one should make that noise. When they sound like somebody needs to perform the Heimlich maneuver, I don't want to be hearing that. Or like a wet gremlin. I... Yes, don't feed them after midnight. Don't feed them after midnight because they make a terrible noise and Allie doesn't want it anywhere near her metaphorical blowjob. Yep. Not interested. Nope. Thanks for applying. Moving on. <laughs> um, but there are just so many so many aspects of porn that just don't translate to real life. Like also a huge thing. I can't believe I talked about fucking dismounting before I hit this point. The imagery associated with porn that is so inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Not a single one of those women have cellulite. Even the women who are like of normal size, and we're speaking about like actual porn, not amateur, not like I recorded this Snapchat yep. and published it for a couple thousand dollars on Pornhub. I mean like real porn. And I'm not discrediting anybody who makes their own pornography and that's a thing that you and your partner enjoy together. Again, consenting and and good things like I don't give a fuck but I'm talking about actual porn that was produced somewhere even the women who are of not double zero stature they have perfect bodies Yep. It's such a false expectation. Like, I do not look like that. Everything is airbrushed. Makeup. Eyelashes. Like, mm -hmm. if I were to judge how I should look just by porn, I am not a woman. I, and I agree with that. And that really, that really subconsciously fucks with people. Mm -hmm. I can personally say it has fucked with me before. Like, it has created this almost self-deprivation yep. of, like, an insecurity of when I am in an intimate moment with somebody, I, I can't tell you that I've never had that thought of like, oh, I guarantee you, I don't look like that. Yeah. I don't. The image that I have in my head in this intimate moment as a woman, and I've had this conversation with my partner who would offer an entirely different perspective as a man, which I will share in a moment. But as a woman, I have this mental image in my head of what I'm supposed to look like as an intimate partner in a sensual situation. And my image is porn star. Mm -hmm. My image of what I expect myself to look like, beautiful and dewy and like hair flowing and it like my nails, like I look like a 10 out of 10, uh -huh. okay? In my mind, that is not real. Mm -hmm. That is not real. It's just not. And I'm not saying, I'm not, this is not me hating on myself. I just know that isn't mm -hmm. what real sex looks like. It isn't what real intimacy looks like. My partner loves me when I'm a three out of 10. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't even think, again, this isn't me hating myself. I'm just saying my partner doesn't need me to look like that, but porn has made me believe that I do. Yeah, agreed. I think another super dangerous side of it is the glorification of certain appearances of genitalia. Yes. Men Let's should, talk about that. Men should not have to feel that their size makes them more or less of a man. If you feel insecure about your size or feel like you can't pleasure a lady vaginally, congratulations. There are other more effective ways. Welcome to the ranks of all normal men outside of porn. <laughs> Let me just address this. Let's let's just you know what? We're women. 
Mm-hmm. We're, we're women on a taboo culture podcast. Let's just get it out there. Does size matter? If you know how to use it, no. I agree with that. I agree with that. And even if you are of a position that you feel insecure about your size, learn something else. Yeah. Learn a different trick, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not going to care. If you can achieve the finish line one way or another, like, please. Hell yes. I enjoy reaching the finish line in multiple ways. Yep. So if you have a bag of tricks, love that news. Honestly, if pleasuring your woman and getting her to the finish line is your goal and you're willing to do it in any way, shape, or form, fuck yeah. Size doesn't matter. Please clone yourself a million times because we need more of you in the world. Agreed. Agreed. It's not all about the dick. It's not. In that same vein, just because you have a big dick doesn't mean that you're good. No. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that at all. Like, Mm -hmm. because also let's talk about my boyfriend didn't know this. So for any men or women who don't know this, vaginas are just as different in size and shape as a penis. Mm -hmm. There are traditionally three different types of vagina, like internally. Okay, we're specifically speaking inside the body. This is how I I learned this and I I found this information. There is a very shallow vagina Mm -hmm. and this has nothing to do with tightness, which is a myth. That's not, not fucking real. Let's debunk that right now. Tightness is not a thing. You can make yourself strong. You can make your pelvic floor more strong which benefits you and your partner but like a tight pussy is a a a thing that you've created in your mind Mm -hmm. okay men and women you made that up but specifically in relation to your vulva and your cervix Allie and I share an OBGYN magic hands would be so proud of us (laughs) right now magic hands shout out magic hands you are the best we love you he would be so proud of us right now for having this conversation so in relation to your vulva and your cervix there's a very shallow vagina there is a very narrow narrow vagina and there's a very deep vagina those are like the three sets okay obviously there are again so many different interpretations of that because everybody's body is so different Mm -hmm. but traditionally speaking those are the three kinds that are like quote-unquote typical yep okay if you are a woman who has a shallow set vagina your cervix is very close you're never gonna want to be with the dude with a fucking 12 inch dick Mm -hmm. ever no you're gonna get two inches in and that shit's gonna hurt you yeah like really hurt you yeah because for women if you've never had your cervix hit let us tell you it hurts like fuck yep no thank you and for men who have never hit a cervix let us tell you it's not fun Mm -hmm. it's literally like jamming your cock into a wall yeah hard pass some porn is terrifying where i'm like (laughs) why are you not running You're internal bleeding right now. Obviously, I cannot understand that, but no, thank you. No, thank you. So really what we're getting at here is everybody's body is different. And what you need to get to, what people need to get to as a whole, not even you specifically as a listener, because maybe you're there. And if you are, high five, congratulations. We're so proud of you. But for everybody else, get to this point of not worrying about what you bring to the table as far as equipment. Worry more about how you use the tools you have. Mm -hmm. That's really the important thing here. And that is not what is depicted in porn under any circumstances and that really offends me that i think is the most offensive part of porn to me besides knowing the behind the scenes things about how women are treated and underpaid and objectified and again the feminist in me is very unhappy about those things but also the depraved little mind that i have that enjoys porn is not offended by those things it's a weird weird balance one other thing that i find that's dangerous with porn especially if it's male consumption that hasn't encountered a sexual encounter with a woman before so like are you saying like a virgin man yeah okay 
I'm sorry, should have clarified, is what a labia actually looks like. Mm-hmm. I have heard men at a prior job calling a woman's labia roast beef. Oh. Yeah. Excuse the fuck out of me. As a woman who has been with women, let me just tell you, they look different. There's actually a, a museum, I guess you could say, or an art piece of different labias of women specifically for this reason to show that everyone is beautiful and there should be no sort of judgment stigma yeah against how anybody's genitalia look and if you are somebody that is causing that sort of body dysmorphia against someone fuck you take a flying leap yeah but actually not fuck you like unfuck you also that not interested in fucking you Mm -hmm. nobody should be seriously but i think that your point is really dead on like i really do because porn the vaginas in porn again we're not speaking about uh, real people who have submitted their videos but like porn those body parts are not real Mm -hmm. they might be on that person but that that's not a realistic thing like in having this conversation with my other best friend shout out to kelly my girl in having this conversation with Kelly she brought up which I didn't even think about but I'm so glad she said it because then I was like oh my god yeah butts right Mm -hmm. assholes assholes are not a pretty part of the body no on literally anyone Mm -hmm. okay they're just not but in porn they're bleached they're bleached and they're perfect and they're like you're looking at that thing and you're like there's no way that the most disgusting part of your body Mm -hmm. looks like that like shit does not come out of that thing there's no way there's no way that shit comes out Uh, of that thing because it's perfect yep that's not real it's not real that's not what anybody's asshole looks like and why we have to have that conversation i'm not really sure but we do yep. because that goes along with it. Yes, it's a different body part, but it goes along with what you're saying about this expectation, this unidentified expectation of what a woman's vagina is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. I understand and through personal experience can testify to having insecurity about the way that I look or the way that I think that my body looks when my partner does not have those same perceptions. Yeah. And at the same time, like, I think it should be pretty obvious, especially in speaking to men, like, you're about to get some. Like, Mm -hmm. you're in this consenting moment. It's hot. It's beautiful. It's sexy. It's all the things. And you are about to get some. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck are you worried about what her pussy looks like? Mm -hmm. Just like like ladies do not worry about what his dick looks like yep don't do it because if he has followed our advice he knows exactly what to do with the tools that he has yep so don't worry about it yeah just enjoy the experience together and if it is bad and you're not interested in doing it again don't if it's bad and you are interested in this person and you want to do it again have a conversation yeah which is also never discussed in porn i think really what i'm i'm taking away from this this is not even what did you learn today segment i'm just saying like in the research that I did and the things that I've done in understanding and preparing myself to have this conversation because you guys this was a taboo conversation that I was not prepared to have. We had talked about it being on our list of like things that we might want to hit someday. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And then I sort of talked myself out of it because I was like, you know, it's just really uncomfortable. And I'm just really, and this, this beautiful woman, Allie, who we all know and love literally was like, shut the fuck up. It's a taboo topic. We have a taboo podcast. We are going to do this. I would like to iterate that I was a bit more uh, understanding. She wasn't. It, she was brutal. She was like, bitch. Yeah, I actually, I'm actually holding a gun to her head. Threaten right my now. life to talk about this. But I think that that's an important piece to call out. And I'm sharing that with you guys because I understand. And the reason I was apprehensive to have this episode, to be the one who did this episode, was because I understand how intimidating those conversations can be. I think it's important to recognize porn is not 
the place to go to understand what you should be doing, how you should be doing, when you should be doing, and why. Yep. Like, why? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a difference between, like, I am really horny and or lonely, and I'm really interested in hooking up with someone, which might be what porn is kind of, like, loosely based around, is, like, these, like, random hookups, but some of the storylines don't align with that. I think the main thing is that porn has a place and a time and you shouldn't be using it as a learning device. I agree. By any means. Um, Something else that I found in some of the research that I was doing specifically about relationships, right? Like, so let's talk about the positive side of a relationship and porn because there is some, right? Let's go back to talking about, I want this, my partner wants this, like, and maybe just even as simple as like, let's watch porn together. Mm -hmm. As part of this divorce study, there were studies that were done on couples who said that they enjoyed watching porn together and it actually did in fact make their sex life better yeah because they were having that open conversation of saying like i'm really interested in watching this with you let's do this Mm -hmm. let's take what i like let's take what you like and let's make it our own thing yeah and to be able to have that conversation and that transparency in their relationship made them stronger Mm -hmm. so i'm not over here demonizing porn in in any and all relationships at all right again i'm saying i enjoy porn personally but to your point there is a time and place for it and especially if you are in a relationship i think including your partner in that conversation whether you are doing it by yourself or with them just making that point of saying like i'm interested in this whether it be the act or even just watching yeah it doesn't you don't have to reenact everything that you've ever watched Mm -hmm. like that's not even part of it sometimes it's just a form of foreplay right like which is sounds really depraved and terrible but it doesn't change the fact that it is Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it's fascinating and also like we've discussed Mm self-depreciating and it's so just a very delicate balance yeah one thing i want to call it too is there are so many other options for good porn out there if you are a woman that feels like the porn that you're seeing is too i hate saying man-centric but there's definitely a certain body appeal type that is on particular websites there are many other options available i highly suggest you go and look for them like small boobs exist in porn Mm -hmm. believe it or not it's a thing believe it or not i mean and i don't believe you i believe you because i trust you and i know you wouldn't lie to me but also like in my experience my experience has never shown me that yep so say more things um one of them i would recommend is called belisa b-e-l-l-s-a b-e-l-l-e-s-a I don't know. You'll find it. But I think it's at the site run by women. Okay. And I was literally just searching porn for women because I was feeling extremely (laughs) self-deprecating because I don't fit any of those models. I am pretty much a straight stick. You're beautiful. I love you also. And uh, I came across that site and I've been pretty happy with my experiences on it. Good. I'm very glad to hear that. And I appreciate you sharing that with me and our listeners because I do think, although we talked about Pornhub a lot because that's where this study was based out of, I do agree that there are other options and I know that it sounds really annoying to say like man-centric or male-centric because like it shouldn't be that way but I do not under any circumstances disagree with you that even the geared toward women like the for women category on Pornhub is still not for women. Mm -hmm. It is still not porn made for women. It was it's still made by a man. It's still made geared toward a man. It's just it just happens to be more maybe women will like this also. 
Yeah, in my experience, in my notation of that category, just because I was curious and I was perusing, is that it's what men think that women want yep. to see or to experience or whatever. And it's just not, it's just not that. Like, it's, it's just, it's not, like, really, seriously, women. Find porn made by women. Yep. Because it will be tailored more to what you're looking for, mm-hmm. like, as a woman. And if, seriously, if you're looking for that, like, man-driven video, you have so many options at your fingertips. And mm-hmm. we're not downing those options. But if you're looking for something that speaks to you more as a woman, Allie's right. There are other options. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important to call out. I do. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. So, you know, there are a bunch of other things that we could talk about as far as the inconsistencies between reality and porn itself. But I think that you really get the gist of, of where we're coming from here. And also the only other way that we could continue this conversation is to get into a very personal side of the conversation. And I'm not about that. <laughs> I'm taboo or not like I'm not trying to tell y'all about my sex life yeah in my internet search history is questionable enough right now we don't need to dig into more and the reason it's questionable is literally because we've been researching topics for these conversations (laughs) right so like you guys seriously we went from bully breeds to single moms to pole to porn to all kinds to to growing up gay like we are all over the board and we will continue to be that way we've got some really exciting things coming up especially with October right around the corner so Yugi. trust me our search histories are just disturbing if somebody had to rate us as human beings based on our search histories there'd be some questions i'd say so really especially as we get into these october episodes like ooh, it's so exciting <laughs> welcome to spooky season so what i want to as always ask you what did you learn today I learned that porn is old as fuck. Old as fuck. And older than the Bible. Dun, dun, dun. And really, we just need to keep in mind that sex is supposed to be fun and messy and amazing and wonderful and, and not, consensual. And, and consensual. I just need to say that. Yep. And not what the viewing consumption would otherwise have you think it's not a perfect thing. And we need to keep that in mind. Yes. I completely agree. And I think that's those are important takeaways. I think the thing that I learned besides the fact that porn is old as fuck, which really genuinely made me really happy. And it did because the concept of porn came before the Bible. <laughs> like real talk. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking cool to me. So that was a really cool takeaway for me. But also I think the other thing that I appreciated in this conversation that we've had, but also in the conversations that helped me prepare for this episode that I had, like I said, with my girl Cal, and with my significant other Johnny like I just it made me so much more aware of my expectation of myself as a partner sexually and also the way that other people perceive experiences sexually I think the only other thing that I want to hit on is going back to that concept of like as a woman I worry about x y and z going wrong but my boyfriend in having this conversation is like oh I don't worry about any of that shit Mm -hmm. I literally I have no idea what you're talking about that has no never crossed my mind i am thinking about a and b Uh and not achieving c before you do that's what i'm thinking about and i'm like no 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 what about this and what about this and what and he's like no Mm -hmm. you don't understand i'm really just trying to not achieve c 
Shout out to the men in our lives that find us sexy no matter No matter what. what. And who are worried about us orgasming before they do so that we can all be equal. We appreciate we you. We do appreciate you. We do. So I think that I really took that away from this episode and also like my personal life in relation to this episode. Mm-hmm. So thank you for encouraging me to do this one. You're welcome. Thank you for pushing me outside of my comfortable, weird little box. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody who helped make this episode possible and I appreciate all of our listeners who listened to us talk about porn. You guys are the best. (laughs) We love you so much. We're so grateful for you guys. We would also love to continue the conversation with you if you're up for it. We don't want your porn stories. No, please don't send us Please don't. But no we would love to hear. We would love to hear if anything that we said today helped you with maybe some insecurities that you have, or men or women. Seriously, I want to hear about us helping men with their insecurities. Right? Please don't send us dick pics for the love of fucking god. Do not send us <laughs> dick pics. But if we've helped you today, maybe understand that, like as as women, being very honest and very open with you, saying like your size does not matter. We want to hear that. Right? That would make me smile. That would make me feel good ladies you're beautiful men you're awesome so beautiful we can say men are beautiful yeah men are also beautiful yeah i don't know beautiful is not a gender stereotyped word i was trying to appeal to some sort of machizo 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 i don't know if that's a word is that a type of cheeto i don't know it's like what (laughs) men in your machizo we we appreciate you You can send us those regaling tales. (laughs) You can send us some things. (laughs) Not dick pics or machizo. At (laughs) taboospodcast at gmail.com. That's T-A-B-O-O-Z-E podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on our socials on Facebook at Taboos, Instagram and Twitter at Taboos the Pod. We are officially part of the Twitter gang. Allie, I think we said this last week, but I'm still just so excited about it. Allie's in charge of our Twitter. Please tweet her. Please don't ever, ever expect to find me on Twitter. I'm not going to do it. Please help. Help her. There's there's a lot of sarcasm going on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably going to alienate everybody. We really look forward to hearing from you guys. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We hope you learned something. We hope that we didn't lose all of you in our weirdness. Oh, hey, we have a Facebook too. Did we say that? Girl, stop. Dude, I'm tired. Mm. It's past bedtime. I am in charge of the socials for this reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. And uh, brace yourselves for October. It is going to be a spooky. Spooky, ooky, ooky. Spooky month it sure is wait nope never mind wow. cut that out please wow i don't i think i just started humming the rick and morty theme song wow there's a lot happening there october is gonna be good we have literally we have the whole month ready not recorded obviously but we have it ready and laid out and i'm stupid excited to tell you guys what's coming so stay tuned there might be some hints and things on our socials make sure that you subscribe so you never miss any of our surprise episodes like our tiny taboos i don't even want to tell you guys the cadence of our tiny taboos because i want them to be a surprise for you because they make me happy subscribe Share us, rate us. Yeah, please share us with anybody that you think could relate or would be inspired or we can make their day a little bit better because that's really the goal with this podcast. With our obscenities and weirdness and all the things that we are. All of the weirdness that we are, really. There's so much. Yeah. 
Also, if you could rate us on any of the streaming services that you listen on, we would really appreciate that. It helps with some algorithm or some shit, and it doesn't really matter. We just appreciate we just appreciate you. Honestly, um, I just like reading reviews. That, too. It makes us feel warm and fuzzy, and I like knowing that you guys think that we're funny, because I think that we're funny. Allie's dead okay. inside. It's fine. Yep. So, <laughs> anyway, wrapping up, we love you. Thank you. We hope everybody has a great night. And as always, do you... Be taboos. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.